Hello, fellow Zeros. Thank you for joining us for this edition of Zeros Talking Heroes, the podcast that wants to inform you that our friend T-Bird won't be joining us this evening on account of a slight case of death. Holy shit. No one was even fucking close. Joe? I, I thought for sure someone surprised me once again. <laughs> wow. Wow. I thought no. for sure that was going to get guessed. Awesome. Kind of upset now. <laughs> we don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> Single one likes to win. Nobody wins. I want somebody to win. Fuck. <laughs> Joe wins every week. <laughs> one time I lost. One time we did. And it was you. And then you that won. One. So, you still have the crown. It's a tiara. This is our The Crow episode. <laughs> Before Joe. we get to that, let me go around the table and introduce you to the other four people I have with me. We got Frank. The only podcast that is still banging away on Darla. <laughs> <laughs> Corey. The only podcast that knows it can't rain all the time. Was that the obvious one? Yeah. yeah okay. Just second obvious <laughs> one, I thought. Sequel? The only podcast where it's not a good day to be a bad guy. And that. The only podcast that will fire it up! Fire it up! Fire it up! That was the obvious Honorable one. mentions I go to... think of that. <laughs> Honorable <laughs> mentions go to... Sequel the only podcast where they're all dead. They just don't know it yet. And people die... Buildings burn, but this this podcast is, is forever. forever. See, the only other two I had that I couldn't figure out how to work in were "Didn't you hear me rapping?" and "Look what you did to my sheets." <laughs> Sequel it up. Jesus Christ! I don't even know what his criteria is anymore. <laughs> like I felt like I used to know, and now I don't. Yeah, I thought you had a pretty steady I, line who of thinking for a while. Are you? Now, Choose now lines that amuse me. We don't even know you anymore. See, I think... Th- I don't even know me anymore. <laughs> I flat out thought, like, when you watch a movie, you're thinking, all right, all right I gotta get this opening line out of the way. So I think it's gonna be towards the beginning of the movie. And then I think it's gonna be, like, one of the first or second funny things in the movie. And then you just forget about it, and then you just go. <laughs> <laughs> that's the sequel standard. That's right. how, That's how it is for him trying to pick one. That's, that's true. not... I watched the whole movie, then I realized, oh, shit, I gotta come up with an opening line. <laughs> then I watched it again. That's, that's the correct way to do it. <laughs> I'm a moron. <laughs> Before we get into talking about The Crow, let's do a little bit of what have we been watching. Okay, Matt. Uh, I watched a video with Alton Brown making biscuits into cronuts. Yeah, oh my god. What a compelling it was story. Fucking amazing. It was so good. Uh, and he's hysterical, and it was hysterical. They started out as bonuts because biscuit donuts, <laughs> but then by the end of the video, he was calling them bro nuts, and he just went with it, and it came up, and it said that like in little text, and I was dying because oh, he's funny and he's good. talented. They looked good. They looked really good. I want Matt's job. That's 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 so wacky. What? I watch movies eight minutes at a time. <laughs> so what? An Alton Brown video is also eight minutes at a time. <laughs> Uh, Frank, what do you got? Um, I dug a little bit into my YouTube history, and I saw that I favorited a Rooster Teeth short, and what they are is they put these, like, scenarios together, and they act it out, and it's really funny. So, um, yeah, I uh, watched a bunch of those from season one. Corey? Um, Ink Master is back. So I am watching the new season of Ink Master. This season, it is Team Peck versus Team Nunez. With punk rock Sansa Stark. Oh my gosh, she looks so good. She's so good. When did it start? 
Last week. Really? Yeah. Is it minus Corey? Yeah, no, sans Corey. Mm-hmm. I haven't even applied. Sans Corey. Yeah, I was on once. I don't want to push my luck and try to get on again. It's Inkmaster erstwhile Corey. Gotcha. Maybe one day. We need a thesaurus. So many vocabulary words were just <laughs> tossed at you people in Camden. Hope you appreciate Suck them up. Sequel? I watched the Point Break remake. How, How was that? that? It looked terrible. <laughs> it's it's not good. It's, not, it's kind of funny, though. Like, But is it actually not good, or is it sequel not good? Well, Would other people enjoy it? Yeah, other people not as intelligent as I am, obviously. Sean's <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. Wow. Nailed it. No, I'm just all... No, it does look bad. It's, it's, Suck it, peasants. It's, like, so bad it's good, in a way. Like, oh, okay. It's kind of funny. Like, I think it's supposed to be serious, but it's not serious. So, no. It was... It was an experience. Okay. Matt? Before you go, can I add another eight-minute video to my what I've been watching? Yeah, like, well, why not? Sure. Okay, okay great. I watched Team Thor from the Civil War uh, oh video. Oh, my God. And that was pretty amazing. <laughs> I don't know how or why, but someone put together a what Thor was doing during the Civil War movie, and it's basically him bumming around in Australia <laughs> with fucking Mark Ruffalo and some asshole he's living with. <laughs> and it's, like, done in a mockumentary style, and it's really funny. Oh, it's so The guy's, like, vacuuming and Mjolnir's, like, on the floor and he's just, like, hitting it with the vacuum and it's just staying still. That was good. Iron Man is calling Bruce Banner and he's like, just let me, just let me talk to him real quick reaching at the phone and Bruce Banner's like, no, don't, it, it's, it's Thor, do you want, oh, no, you can't. He goes, he, he doesn't know how to contact you and Thor just goes, yeah, I don't, I don't have a phone. <laughs> <laughs> it's so goddamn funny. Joe, what have you been watching? I have, I watched the movie Outcast. With Nicolas Cage and, uh, oh god, what the hell's his name? Anakin Skywalker. Hayden Christensen. Hayden Christensen. That's our Star Wars reference. That movie is on Netflix and it's terrible, so if you like bad movies. I mean, you got Nick Cage. Wait. Was that the movie with the, um, where he was a knight and then he was in Asia? Yep, that's exactly I couldn't even finish that movie. It's it's not good, but it's. It's entertainingly bad. Is it so bad that I'm going to have to go home and watch it now? Yes. Yeah, probably. God damn it. <sighs> it's Ink Master Night, guys! It's always Ink Master Night. It is And also, I started watching Limitless, the TV show. It's good, right? Nice. Yeah, I'm enjoying it so far. It's pretty Meh. good. It's fun. It is they canceled no it. In it. They did cancel it? Mm-hmm. I'll have to save her the episodes I have. There, there's a friend of the show that's loving it right now. I know. It's not me. Shut up. You're not a friend of the show. I'm not a friend of the you show. Are the I'm show. an enemy of the show. You're an intern. Go back to work. Oh, wait. Okay. <gasps> the interns don't have faces and names. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> no, they have too much power. <laughs> so, that's what we've been watching. Let's get into some movie facts about The Crow. The Crow was given to us in 1994. Oh, good year. Directed, <laughs> directed by Alex Proyas. Greek, I don't, I'm sure I pronounced that wrong also. The movies he gave us were Dark City, Garage Days, iRobot, Knowing, and Gods of Egypt. Two wow, of Gods of Egypt is his? It's his. Holy smack. Dark City, though. I don't think I've seen that. Oh my god, it's so good. It's, um, the lead is the bad guy in A Knight's Tale. Oh, okay. And it's a weird sci-fi thing where, like, Weird aliens come in and erase your memories and like make make new memories and they they change the whole city at night. It's so good. So a mixed bag for his yeah yeah his filmography. Gods of Egypt was weird. I heard it was terrible. I got like a twelve. 
Okay. <laughs> um, I mean, iRobot, though, right? Yeah, I like that movie because Will Smith is Will, Will Smith is great. Will Smith is Will Smith. Will Smith saves everything. Mm. Welcome to robots. Can do. <laughs> the Crow stars Brandon Lee, Michael what? Wincott, Ernie Hudson, Rochelle Davis, Bai Ling, David Patrick Kelly, and John Polito, and then other people I didn't write down. The budget for The Crow was $23 million, and it grossed $50 million, so did all right, especially considering a 94. I wonder what that would look like adjusted. If well, you want, I'd I, like to let us know. Yeah. What yeah you if, you, if you're an actuary who knows these numbers. At ZTH Podcast on Twitter or ZTHpodcast at gmail.com. Or take a picture of it and put it on Instagram, ZTH Podcast. Wow. I can't be stopped right now, guys. I'm on, <laughs> you're on fire. Fire, on fire, fire, fire. Fire it up. Fire it up. Fire it up. It's going to happen. All show. It, it did already. I mean, we did a lot of fucking handbags <laughs> quotes the last episode. That's true. This movie has a lot of weird Mad Max-ish shit. It does. Rotten Tomatoes gave this movie an 82%. Certified. Ooh. Fresh. <laughs> Solid. And the audience gave it a 90%. Oh, Solid. In keeping with the theme from last episode, I'm also going to give you the IMDb and Metacritic scores. IMDb gave it six, uh, 7.6 out of 10. Wow. And Metacritic gave it a 71. So a little bit lower on the other sides. A little bit lower. Not quite as consensus this time. I like that Corey does the math. We've only done it twice, and he's done the math both times. I'm looking at it, so I can yeah. I have the time to do it. <laughs> but IMDb is actually doing it on its own, whereas Rotten Tomatoes actually takes audience score into account, correct? Also, Rotten Tomatoes takes into account sure. newspaper reviews from when the movie was released. Okay. And that movie did well when it was released. Okay. And then Metacritic is some mashup of all reviews everywhere. Okay. Throughout the internet and stuff. But people don't have any type of control over IMDb or Metacritic, right? I think it can be like a... It's true. It's paid IMDb user. And yeah, but I mean, like, they're not going to... Like, internet. we aren't going to go in and be like, well, I love this movie, and then that's going to affect what the IMDb score is. I think. I don't know. Don't quote me. I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. I'm intrigued to find that out. If you know how those ratings work, get at us at the ways I just told you. Especially gmail.com, because that's probably the way that you're going to have to It's going to be lengthy, probably. Probably. We're dumb. You have to use small words. <laughs> that's all I have for The Crow. So we'll get into our general thoughts about the movie, and then we'll do spoiler warning and go at it. Frank. Going into this movie, I had some concerns. I have never watched it before. Um, I checked out a couple trailers on YouTube. I asked a couple people who I know have seen the movie what their opinion was, just to scope out the field. Watching the movie, I love this movie. This movie is... It's dated. It definitely is dated. But I thought the acting was good. I thought the story was captivating. It was. It had a darkness to it that I actually enjoyed. And it kind of... Uh, the Crow, uh, Eric Draven... Kind of reminded me of like a Frank Castle type deal, like Punisher. Mm-hmm. And I hate the Punisher, but I love the Crow. Hmm. So definitely uh, made me smile. Fair enough, Matt. I didn't know music videos were in our purview, <laughs> so I found it interesting that we did one. <sighs> but uh, there it yeah. is. <laughs> I mean, we did so Mad Max. So. <laughs> yeah, for real. Yeah, but Mad Max didn't have singing. It just had awesome guitar riffs. When was there? You know what? I'm not getting into this right now. Finish your general <laughs> singing, and then I'll rip you apart. Okay, yeah, go. Uh, no, I like this movie. Um, it's good. Um, obviously dated. I like 
how ambiguous it is about like timeline, city, uh, status of the union around said city. It's all kind of like wishy washy, and Winston's in it, so. True. And it's, I'm funny. I like it the way you liked it. Meanwhile, you hate Winston. Hey, sequel. I didn't shut it off. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about that another time. Speaking of sequel, we'll see what you have to say. This movie is so very, very, very 90s, which mm-hmm. is appropriate because yeah. it's made in the 90s. But the 90s had that like streak where they had like these crime movies going on, like these urban crime movie, drug crime movies going on. There was like. Early 90s, it was full of it. This took that and added a supernatural element to it, and it works. I like it. I've seen this movie many times. Um, it's great. That's as far as I'll go. It's great. I like it. Okay. Corey? I fucking love this movie. This movie, beyond me looking at it from a critical standpoint like I do with all the movies that we do here, this movie is my nostalgia movie. When I look back at my childhood and a lot of uh, a couple of the friends I've had for I'm not exaggerating here 21 some odd years, this movie is the cornerstone of some of my friendships. Watching it again, I agree it's dated and I you know, I can't fault them for what they didn't have at the well, time. Yeah, I it. But overall this movie is so good for me. I I like the story. I like the anti-hero, if we're going to call him that. Oh, yeah, definitely. For sure. I mean, you have to. <laughs> I love the anti-hero in it. I <laughs> Skank is great. <laughs> Skank is great. Um, it, it just it, it, it just resonates in a certain way for me, and I, I can't really pick this movie apart. I really can't talk about how much I love this movie enough. Joe? Well, um... <laughs> oh, good. Joe's going to be the one we throw up on the cross tonight. Apparently, I've I've never seen this movie before watching it for this. Oh, really? Okay. The only thing I knew about The Crow was that it's a very popular Halloween costume. Yes. Mm. That was the only thing I knew about it going in. South Park. And I guess a leading statement would be just, I don't understand the reception of this movie. It's a very cool concept. I feel like it's not executed that great. I, I It has tropes in there. We'll talk about it when we get into specifics. But it has tropes in there that I really enjoy. So it's not like I hated this movie. I just... It is it is 90s as fuck. Like, I put that in my notes. <laughs> yeah, it's it's so goddamn 90s. I don't even mean dated. I just mean it's... If you put me back in the 90s, I'll be like, yes, this is exactly where this belongs. This is exactly what people do. They make weird fart jokes. <laughs> it's just, I forgot about that. <laughs> Shit. She had a lot of great lines. She did. <laughs> so yeah, I, I think that like it's not a bad movie. I enjoyed watching it. It's just I certain parts I could have done better. They definitely could have done better, and it has nothing to do with being dated. Just the writing in this movie is really weird and uneven in some parts. So that's the worst I'm going to say. Yeah, right. Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> so that's going to sum up our general thoughts. I'm going to do the spoiler warning. If you have not yet seen The Crow, like myself or Frank. Before this movie, I mean, before this episode, the get fuck out there, have you been doing? Watch it if you don't want to know what happens. You good? You watch it yet? All right, let's talk about it. When I was a kid, I don't think I ever really thought of this movie as a comic book movie. I guess I didn't really. I wasn't into comic books, or at the very least, I wasn't into these weird offshoot 
comic books that weren't Batman and Superman and Iron Man and like you know like the mainstay comic book heroes that we've been talking about pretty much forever now. So I didn't look at it as a comic book movie, but now having watched it again again specifically for this, the narration especially is super comic booky. It 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 reads like when she talks and like narrates like the opening and, uh, and narrates the close, it feels like mm-hmm. a graphic novel to me, which I really appreciated, especially in a time where comic book movies weren't a thing. They really weren't a thing in the nineties. I can't think of another one. Can you guys? Batman Returns. Returns. Batman Returns. I guess yeah. Uh, <laughs> Damn, Teenage Ninja Turtles. <laughs> Again, I don't think Bat- he, I, I never 80s. think of TMNT as a as a comic book. Right, right. Movie. it is, but, it is, but it's not what you know. Batman was was the comic book yeah, movie Batman of the nineties. Sure. But, ba- but, ba- but Batman is that comic yeah. book. Like mm-hmm. it filled that niche. You don't think of the Crow necessarily as that comic book movie. No. Yeah, no. But no, it no. reads, and even some of the visuals. Albeit dated, look and feel really comic booky, really graphic novel painterly, like panel, panel, panel. Yeah, which I kind of like. I was going to say that. God damn it! I'm so I sorry. Take that right out of my mouth. Hey, <laughs> no, it's fine. I mean, we both agree on that. Uh, I definitely feel like there was some um, aspects to the crow that kind of felt like it was inspired by other things, but it was still like a, its own character, um, which I definitely enjoyed. Uh, I think something that you might enjoy. I actually wrote this in my notes. If this came out later in the '90s, Keanu could have played this part. <laughs> I don't. Uh, There's a little too much emotion, <laughs> and Keanu's a little too flat. I don't know. No, you're not. I don't necessarily think that you're wrong. He's got the look. He's got, He's the, got look. the look. Yeah, he does. I could just picture him. Like, remember the scene where he gets shot the in the country? hand. And then he's like, oh, and then like he starts laughing, and as the thing is healing, I just picture him doing that. I don't know why. I just see, I can't. Yeah, I just don't picture Keanu doing. How much, Joe? Don't get me wrong. I would love to see Keanu be the crow, but I don't think he would have done as nearly as good of a job as Brandon Lee did. Okay, Nick Cage though. No, get out. Nick- oh, yeah, Nicholas Cage would have great. God damn it, no. Will no. Smith. I'm Will Smith. <laughs> Brandon Lee is perfect, god yeah, no, damn it. No, 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 you're right, he was good. He was great. Yeah, He was um, one of the best parts about this movie. Well, it, that's a very good sign. Yes. <laughs> the lead should be the best. Well, I think Ernie Hudson acted better. Oh, yeah. I think he was the best actor in this movie, well, for sure. Yeah, Ernie Hudson was... was... Best performance. Uh, nope. Disagree. The Officer. Oh, okay. I never know his name. I never know his actual name. He's always the guy from Ghostbusters. T-Bird. David Patrick Kelly is the best actor in this movie. T-Bird does a good job. I love David Patrick Kelly in Warriors, in 48 Hours, in that John Wick. That is him. Oh. Top Dollar is not my bad. Favorite. Top oh, Dollar's Top weird. Dollar, for those who don't know, is the man with the long hair that you don't know his name. He's the mob boss. <laughs> Although oh, yes, I definitely, lo- upon his look, he should be called T-Bird, not that, but not the other the guy. Car. Yeah, it's the no, car. No, I know it's the knows. car, but that's stupid. He looks like a Native American war chief. His name should be T-Bird, and the other guy's name should be Top Dollar, because... But he's not the Top Dollar, he's not the leader. What's funny is when you said Top Dollar, I'm like, oh, is that a movie with David Patrick Kelly in it? I've never heard of it. <laughs> or Nick Cage. They never mention the guy's name. They don't. No, no. they don't. You need, you need comic book knowledge to, to no. know all the characters' names. Or just, like, looking at... Sh- or, like, watching the subtitles, which is what I did. I'm like, hey, who's Top Dollar? And I'm looking at who's on screen, I'm like, I thought the guy's name was T-Bird. Wrong. 
Yeah. That 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 they messed up. Did anybody notice the weird? I'm so sorry. So much silence. Go ahead. Anybody notice the weird um, Game of Thrones reference? Granted, this came out Go 20 ahead. years before Game of Thrones. <laughs> no. They say Lannister always pays his. That might not be true. That might not be true. Uh, all I know is that the crow lands, and she says, "What are you, the Night's Watchmen?" And yeah, what do it. what do wildlings call people from the Night's Watch? Crows. Fucking crows, people. Yep. yep. I'm looking that up right now. But you, you can quote it. I No, no, I, I, I'm just saying. The, the... I'm sure George R. R. Martin did not pull from the crow for that. It's just a hey, super... He might have. You never know. But it's a super cool coincidence <laughs> being in 2000 and almost 17 and looking at it. Not finished, but... Joe, what didn't you like? What? What didn't you like? Because we could talk all day about what we did like. Yeah, <laughs> I, I will, honestly. What I didn't like, um... I don't like the writing in some of this movie. What parts of the like, writing? Specific. I feel like people's... <laughs> Alright. The thing that bothered me the most I, that I can think of right now is Gideon. How he was written. It's just the, the decisions that he makes and the words that he uses. He just saw Eric Draven come in, get shot, heal, and he keeps provoking him. Being the dumbest fucking person I've ever seen in my life. And Gideon is Tintin? Gideon is the pawn shop. The pawn shop guy. Oh, that dude. I fucking hate that guy. That was a fun scene, though. It was a fun scene. I'm not going to argue it's, like, not a fun scene, but the writing in that? No one behaves like that. No No human being on Earth would be like, oh, this guy's immortal? Yeah, let me give him more shit and see if he'll try to kill me. In all fairness, he shoots him with the gun, watches the the bullet hole heal, and starts yelling, oh, fuck me. Fuck shit on me. Shit on me. He does get real yeah. freaked out real quick. Yeah. And then he's leaving. He's like a big man. He's like, You're straight grace. It's like, why are you gonna assault the guy? Are you the <laughs> dumbest person alive? No, you did. Is that gasoline I smell? Uh, <laughs> it's just the way, the way people behave alive. in this movie is just <laughs> That's that, very that's odd what I meant when I said like you can't tell what this movie is set in because the way they speak at times, it's just perfectly understandable, and then other times you're like, what kind of bastardization are we doing that it's kind of, like, out of sync? Yeah. See, my thing was always, in whatever town this is, I don't know if I it's... I think it's Detroit. Uh, yeah, Gotham. I think it's, it's Detroit. It's Detroit or Chicago, I forget. Really? That's, that's kind Detroit. of Detroit. Yeah. Is Detroit. it definitely? I had definitely Detroit. Definitely makes sense. I had, like, an L.A. vibe. Def- wow. No, way to off. Me, no. To me, it, way always, off. it always felt Chicago or Detroit. It felt like Chicago, but it's definitely Detroit. Okay. It felt like anarchy and drugs. <clears throat> nevertheless... Too much rain. Nevertheless, the characters that we're dealing with on the bad guy side, Gideon, the four horsemen of fuck all, and top dollar, is they're all peacocking at some point, where they know that they're in a fuck situation, but they're hoping to peacock and talk shit on the way out. So the crow turns and leaves. And that's when Gideon's like, you're street grease, go fuck yourself. And then the crow, knowing that nothing bad can happen to him because he's fucking dead anyways, turns around and is like, I wasn't going to kill you, but now... You're an asshole. You're done. Is that gasoline I smell? Yeah, you put it on the floor. Yeah. <laughs> you dumped it all over the counter literally 20 seconds ago. <laughs> it was a little corny. No, there was some there was some corny writing. I always just attribute that, attribute that to 90s movies, though. There's a lot of dumb corny That's writing. That's definitely part movies. of the factor, yes. Yeah. 
I don't, I don't disagree that some of the writing is a little wonky. Just the motivations of characters and the way they respond, just, just, it's, it's weird to me. He, he especially tries to peacock his way through situations, though. Yeah. You know, he's dealing with Tintin in, in what would be real time minutes before that happens. And Tintin is the badass of that crew. Yes, he's the, oh, yeah. the, he is the, the enforcer. He is he is he is the barbarian. Whatever you what, however you want to look at it, he is the one that deals the most damage. And he even talks to Tintin. He even talks down to Tintin. He's like, "I'll give you fifty bucks. Now go fuck yourself." You know, because he's a pawn shop owner. Pawn yeah. shop owners are mm-hmm. generally scumbags. Yeah, yeah. I want it for the dollar. And then afterwards, after he escapes death from Eric Draven, he does it to top dollar. Yeah, he's. Literally the dumbest character. He's a moron. He's dumb. He's a moron. He's dumb. He but looks he's like been, a dumbass, But he's been. Yeah. The, he's been the the top of his scumbag network for so long because all of his scum the, the scumbags that he knows need him to get the money for the morphine or to get the money for whatever drugs that they're doing. So he's always had control. Top Dollar doesn't need that shit. Top Dollar has a. Sc- Comical Scarface pile of cocaine on his desk at any moment. In time. <laughs> that is very true. <laughs> like that's why you don't fuck with Top Dollar because he doesn't need your shit. But he's now so ingrained in peacocking and talking shit. Oh, the you know it's too much. Since we're talking about cocaine, sure. Uh, Good segue. Nineteen ninety four. It is. CGI is spotty at best. Yeah, sure. Did they just do lines of coke? <laughs> on camera? I'm, no, I'm sure no. it wasn't actually coke. So he snorted... Something. Something. Don't they usually yeah, use, like, creamer or something? Yeah, they yeah, use, like, powdered like, creamer, creamer or something. But... He doesn't necessarily okay, okay. to snort it. But at, if he didn't, though, it wouldn't look the same. You know what I'm saying? If he blew it, you'd see powder. So what you are... You actually see the remnants, like, the remnants of the line. Yeah. And, like, the stuff that you don't get right. when he does so, it. He does something. So what you're saying is that instead of giving him cocaine, which... I'm sure they could have done. I'm sure they didn't. They do. give him something that's going to irritate his nose and make him feel like shit. That's probably his last shot of the day. Little dustbuster. All Is things it being, called? I don't know. All things being equal, no, like a, a lot of actors don't smoke cigarettes in movies that they have to smoke cigarettes in. I know, but a lot of actors will like start to smoke cigarettes before the movie so they don't look like assholes when they're smoking cigarettes. No, they, they, there is fake cigarettes. Right, but, but still, you can still... Like, inhaling smoke or having it around you still can make you have a reaction that a smoker's not going to have. But my point is, like, I watch it and I'm just like, did they just do a line of coke? Like, the camera didn't even pan away or, or like, le- like he just, uh, I was like. You know why? Because this movie's badass. <laughs> <laughs> we show coke. <laughs> I mean, they do that in other movies, too, don't they? I can't. I, I can't think of one off the top of my head. I mean, definitely there's got to be one, but... Does he do it in Scarface? I mean, Scarface, I, like I would Scarface believe that it was Coke. You know what I'm saying? 100%. There's not enough budget in Scarface for that to have all been real Coke. <laughs> no, not all, but the, the line he does probably is. I can't imagine that the writers killed the last side. You know what? Yeah. That's something to research then. What do they do when they're snorting Coke on camera? Pixie stick. I'm on it. I'll let you know next week. Yeah. So that was my coke tangent. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's just he was talking about it and I had to go there. I have a question. What did, no. How did he, like, mind-control Darla? He didn't. Like, he squeezed her arm? And he made the morphine pop out of her arm. Right. Yeah, that and was fucking crazy. She yeah. was just like, oh, I'm going to listen to everything you just said to me. No, I'm going to take care of my kid. No, I think he just... It's like a, it's an episode of Scared Straight 
Undead Edition. Okay. Scared straight and detoxed. Yeah, yeah, so he power. not only took the morphine out of harm, he detoxed her instantly. I do want... I wish I had more time, because I really want to know where he came up with those lines. Because none of those lines seemed like something a normal person would say. They all seem like quotes. No, they are all like they are Bible quotes. quotes or something. But like well, that he quotes the Raven. Yeah, my wife quotes, was like, oh, quotes the Raven yeah. Nevermore. It's the Raven. Sure. Never I was like, okay. Well, Raven. Spoilers: Crow. All these birds in the movies are ravens. Yeah. Hashtag just like. Hashtag. hashtag. Because ravens have brains. And he brain. looks just like the Raven from WCW. Yeah. Right. Uh, no, he looks like uh, Sting whoa, from WCW. Whoa, yes. right. I like. Well, my God, I'm an idiot. Damn. Yep, Sting. Oh, Sting. I like. And that was that, that was actually Steve Borden, the guy who portrays Sting. Actually, had watched this movie right around the time that that story arc was about to start for him. So he was like, "That's what I'm going to do. I'm doing that." He had rainbow coloring before yeah. and Scott Hall actually said hey you see that movie The Crow you should paint your face like that yeah. and then you saw the movie and said, oh, that's yeah. Cool. yeah and that was right around the time I got into WCW and Sting is my favorite wrestler so is he yeah I shit you not another conversation for another time I think it might it's probably this movie though it might be this movie no that's a tangent <laughs> yeah um but like that line when he's pulling out the morphine going back to the point uh, of hand um he says Mother is the name for God on the lips of all children. That doesn't sound like anything that he's that he's had to say so thus far in the movie. So it has to be from somewhere, and I wish I had found out where it was from. Internet. <laughs> it's nineteen ninety four. There ain't there ain't no internet. There's not even like the dialogue. I don't even think AOL comes out until a couple years after this. Since I have no chronology, I'm going to link this to another comic book. But it's funny that Anti Venom totally. has a similar color scheme and also has the same power. Where he does detoxify people mm-hmm. with his uh, magic, for lack of a better word. That's the only. That's the only thing he does in this entire movie that doesn't make sense to me. It's the only thing in the entire movie that that I look at. I'm like, eh, baby. I mean, he kind of does it to uh, to the police officer too. What's that? He kind of does it to the police officer too. Makes him swear off cigarettes. Like, because he lights a cigarette for him at the end, puts it in his mouth, the guy puts it in his mouth, goes to take oh, a well, drag, just, and then spits it out. So it's twice. And at that point... I, I just thought that was... Uh, I'm shot, I'm going to turn around, turn my life around right starting yeah, today. Yeah, you could take it that way, and you could also take it as he's affected him as well in a okay. in a direct, physical way. That's actually a really interesting point. I didn't even think of that. Yeah, that's the way that's I fun. took it, as he, he affected him in a direct, physical way, because he hung out with him the night before, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And he does say the night before, "This will kill you. These will kill you." Yep. After he takes a big old drag himself, <laughs> he's already well, he's dead. dead. I know. It matter, yeah. But he's not setting a great example. No, no, I do it all the time. <laughs> These things will kill you. Can I have one? You want to buy some death sticks? No, I don't want to buy death okay. sticks. You, you want to go, go home and rethink, rethink your life? life. <laughs> I'm going to go home and rethink my life. You will give me go. all your death sticks. <laughs> Um, my next big point was one, it's a two part thing, part one <laughs> that crew is G as shit like I fucking love those four guys, like together they're fucking badass as hell Skank is the worst Skank is obviously Skank, is the, Skank is the guy that you have around Skank and what is, what's the other one's name, Funboy? Funboy they're, the, they're, they're the worst oh yeah, sure Tintin and T-Bird but Skank is the guy, you, first of all Skank's the fall guy, when the cops are rolling up on you, you all hop in the T-Bird and it's like, dude just hang out here, I'll get you out later it's gonna go, okay I, um, I was like oh. but 
my other point is, when the fuck did Axl Rose get into this movie? Every time I look at Fun Boy, I'm like, is that Axl Rose? Is it? I think it's Axl Rose. It's not. It's but not. <laughs> his look, his fucking pants, the long, kind of like crazy blonde hair, the guy's face actually looks like Axl Rose. I looked at him, I'm like, I shit you not, that's Axl Rose. Yeah, they write his name down, but it's, yeah, I don't know who I think he it's is. David, it's like David Gillisley or something. Yeah, I looked it up. He's in a bunch of other things sporadically. He's never done much, but I like the girl. The girl was cute. The girl's great. Oh, Sarah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's good. She's fun. She was good. I think that the her chemistry worked really well with Brandon. Mm-hmm. So um, that was definitely a plus. When she narrates the opening scene, I thought she was going to be annoying, but she wasn't annoying. Yeah, that voice was weird. I was like, I didn't yeah. expect this coming out of a. Small child. Do you guys remember the cartoon Darkwing Duck? Yeah. Yes. Remember the like the little girl on that? It reminded me of that, but I found her super annoying in the cartoon. I don't know why I thought of that, but she wasn't annoying. She was good. Eric's fiance. Did anyone else think she looked like Martha Wayne? No. Oh. Nope. I did. <laughs> like a lot. It was the dark filter. Yeah. In a couple, like a lot of shots, she looked exactly like her, and then sometimes I was like, "No, nah, I'm wrong. I'm totally wrong." Yeah, you're right. And then I looked her up on IMDb. I'm like, "Yeah, she's still, yeah, can get it. Yeah, she, she still has it. a wonderful <laughs> smile. Yeah, she, she can get it." <laughs> but uh, yeah, a couple times I was like, "Wait, Maggie?" And then I was like, "Wait, no, no, no." Just kidding. I have a question, no. and I probably missed it. But. When they were in the church, how did he lose his invincibility? They shot the, the crow. They, yeah, they, they hurt the crow. crow. They hurt the crow, okay. The crow is the power. It's I was taking notes, and then I looked down, and I was like, what happened? How did he lose his invincibility? Yeah, you, you blink and you miss it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true. I think what's interesting about the... And, and I don't know the very in and out minute details of how this magic crow power works. No one does. Nobody does. It's You're right. Unexplained. It, it is, it is. But You read the comic. I did, and that's what I'm, I'll get there in a minute, but Hurt the Crow, you take away the power, you take away Draven's power. Some of his power. Selectively, some of his power. I mean, all of it. No, he, he couldn't he regenerate. transfer the pain. Yeah, okay, that's, uh, you know, that's, that's true. Right. That, you know, you're absolutely right. The Crow recovered at that point. He's got yeah. shot. I'm just. <laughs> <laughs> well, what is what I'm saying? Angel. So okay, all right. So let's just let's just narrow it down to the invincibility. At the very least, it stops him from being invincible. Right? No argument here. So I think, and I think that this is what it is. Hurt the crow, you take away the big thing, that's his invincibility. You kill the crow, you actually physically destroy him, he is now a corpse again. So as long as he's still animated, he still has at least that weird transfer power. Okay. That's at least the only way I can rationalize it, because the crow doesn't die. There has to be a reason that the crow doesn't just into a fucking pool of feathers. Because then, how do you end the movie? Unless you actually somehow managed to kill Top Dollar after he shot you. Maybe I'm nitpicking, but I wouldn't say Invincible. I would say Regeneration. Sure. Okay. Because Invincible, to me, is what Hulk does with the bouncing off, well, off he, of him. He got lit up in that room, though. No, he does get lit up, but the thing is, he gets lit up, he says, Ow, there's a hole in him, and then it seals up. That's Regeneration. Yeah, but he got shot, like, so many times yeah. rapid fire. Right, no, and I, I know, but I'm saying that's... That's still regenerate. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, getting your legs torn off and then finding them and putting them back on that regeneration. Wolverine does that shit all the time. You certainly have... I mean, yeah. He's more Wolverine than Hulk. Yes. Yeah, that, I'm just saying, to me, that's more regeneration. So his regeneration right. was, like, off but, the scale. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
but it's a ridiculous scale because so regeneration does not scale. equal invincibility. We learned that here today. <laughs> You're welcome, internet precedents. You're All welcome, right. iTunes. Give us a review, five stars. You heard it here first on ZJ Podcast. <laughs> Hopefully, I'm sure that's not true. Uh, I hope so. Uh, yeah, but maybe. Maybe uh, this is your first podcast. I mean, this is nitpicky too. If this is your first podcast, let us know. Great. Good pause. If Brandon Lee doesn't die during filming. Is this movie as well known and as well regarded? No. Are we talking about it today if he doesn't die during filming? Uh, Potentially, but I don't think it's nearly as famous. I would. True. I, would, I agree. Yeah. I would. I would venture an argument. I'm so sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. I would venture venture an argument that says that one of the five of us at the table would still love this movie and will have always loved this movie. Right. His name's Corey. I'm standing right here. Come at me. I don't care. But yeah, I, I think you're right. I, I, at the very least, I don't think his career lasts. So even if this movie is well received, even if this movie does pretty good in the box office, I don't think he See, comes up with another thing to do after this. It's like I a Heath Ledger argument, though. It is. Except that's Batman. Batman's known. People love Batman. Well, people were going to go see that movie regardless. The crowd is different. I don't think this movie does well at the box office if he doesn't die during filming. But how many people could? It's not. This is nineteen ninety four. This isn't. This isn't a social media era. I didn't know this was the movie he died in. Yeah. Honestly, he died. I had to read. Yeah, I had to read it on Wikipedia. I was like, I wonder what movie he died in. As I'm watching this movie, I'm like, whoa, it's this fucking movie. But you also never saw the movie beforehand. No, I didn't. So we don't even know what the crowd, the 1994 crowd, does. But again, 1994 people don't have access to Facebook, access to Google, access to even fucking Yahoo. To right. go and be like... That would have been in the no, paper. No, no. Yeah, that's, that's a big news story. Yeah. Bruce Lee's yeah. son dies during filming of a movie. In California? No, every, nationwide. You think so? No one told Absolutely. me about it. Is on your side? <laughs> I, I don't think this movie would have done well had it not had so much surrounding it. Because, like, this is a really niche movie. Yeah, I yeah. sure. It wouldn't have had enough mass appeal if it had been released on its own and no one, nothing of interest happened on during filming. I feel like people would have been like, oh, I saw The Crow. I'm like, oh, okay. And that's it. No, I agree. I think this would have been a box office flop, but not a critical flop. I think it would have been something known as a cult classic. Mm-hmm. I think right now it's a cult classic. It feels like a cult classic it the is. entire time, which is why I don't understand how it has such high reviews, just because every cult classic I've seen is not a great movie, but people now, enjoy now, it. Now, I don't know the score off the top of my head, and I'm not going to look it up, but The Warriors, I feel like, has a lesser score than The Crow. The, the Crow is all and the Warriors is an else. acclaimed cult. Classic. No, I think he means like, the percentage score. Oh, I right. thought you meant the music. I feel score. like the Warriors has a. I don't know what the score is, but I feel like the Warriors is In an Pearl acclaimed Jam. cult classic. So that's what I'm going to compare it to. Okay. So comparatively, I think that if Friendly didn't die, then the Crow would be in that wheelhouse as opposed to what it is. But the reason the Warriors did well at the box office was because of the topic. It was gangs and. The late seventies, New York, oh, big yeah, gang true. time. A lot of gangs went to see the movie. They actually, stopped showing the movie in some theaters because rival gangs would go and get into fights during the movies. That's funny. You mean yeah. it didn't bring them together? No, it didn't. Damn it! <laughs> Can you count suckers? Um, weird. Um, particular point of contention I had with this movie. It, it's like a super nitpicky thing that I found. Again, because I feel like I always have to find one. Are you every trying... Every movie has at least one. Every movie does, and this is mine for this one. Except Mad Max. 
<laughs> there, you're right. I mean, I found one. <laughs> Nobody I, gave it a gauntlet. It definitely didn't. has... <laughs> exactly. Oh, there <laughs> it is. Nailed it. You better be careful with the gauntlets. You're not wrong. Am I to believe... Here we go. ...that a scumbag pawn shop owner keeps wedding rings off of dead humans for an entire year? Because if that's what this movie led me to believe. That's, that ring was a piece of shit, the shittiest though. pawn shop ever, because no one ever wants the rings. I guess that's true. <laughs> that and that ring was shit. Yeah, oh, but irrelevant. Shit. Pawn shop owners, for eternity, have always taken stuff, assumed it was stolen, melted it down as soon as humanly possible, and gotten the money that way. The ring doesn't exist. There's no fucking way, other than to drive the plot forward. Super reach. Oh, kind You're of. reaching. Big time. Of course I'm reaching. I found a gripe and I had to go with it. It's nonsense. It's a plot point. It's a plot point. You need to have the ring there because he has to have a reason to go there. Joe, so, yeah. fire it up. I mean, if you want... <laughs> if you want a nitpicky... Thank you. If you want a nitpicky gripe, I mean, I feel like this is less nitpicky than Corey's, but again, I know suspension of disbelief. I get it. Things happen. Barney's deteriorate a lot in a year. Yes. There's no way he's coming out looking like that. Yep. Although, they did do a, a very large scene of him regaining facilities. Mm-hmm. Like, he but went he through a... pristine when he came out of the grave. No, no, no. But... I get, that's fine. I'm totally fine with him being, coming out of the grave whole, because whatever. But he stumbles around and, like... Unatrophies for a whole like what was it fucking ten minutes? He's dead. Yeah, but every, like and everything he touches sends him through that. Right, and he's going through like like he right. has this whole like uh, <laughs> I'll go. What is the word for it? Psycho um, psycho schematic. Is that when when you touch something you can see its history? I think that's psycho. I'm, I'm don't quote me. Uh, psychometry. Oh, maybe Psych- that's it. Psychometry? I think it's psychometry. Uh, where you touch something and you get a vision. That's what he was doing, and he was having all those fucking attacks everywhere. Yeah. So, that, that that's why I was okay with it, because he comes out of the grave, he's already got this regeneration, so fine, but his muscles are still not working. He hasn't been walking in a year, so he's got this whole atrophy thing, like in Kill Bill, when she taught herself to walk in the fucking car. I mean, I'm okay with accepting the fact that yeah. he just regenerated really quickly in the grave. Right. Probably. I so. mean, he took the grave up with him, which I was like, wait, is he digging? Oh, there's the... Okay, there's the box. Good. It was... It was I mean, there's some stretches. There, there are just some stretches that you're going to have to accept in this movie. It's a supernatural movie. It's, of course it is. Of course, yeah, course. Yeah, of course And again, mine is just super... I, dude, mine is dumb. So I get it, man. Mine's <laughs> so goddamn dumb. But it's just one of those things, and I guess maybe it's just because I know the backside of pawn shops. Okay. That I'm like... No pawn owner keeps rings around that long. I'm Rick Harrison. <laughs> and this is my pawn shop. <laughs> Why do you know the backside of pawn shops? Uh, my grandfather owned one. Okay. There we go. Great. Put that in the wiki. <laughs> what the fun fact? Interns, get on that wiki. <laughs> I want to hear everybody's favorite part of this movie. Wow. Okay, I know you guys missed it, but... <laughs> Sequel looked like he was going to the ozone when he fucking said that. He was like, I want to hear your favorite part. And he like pursed his lips and closed his eyes like he was blowing everyone a kiss. So now that he's done that, I'm thinking about this, sorry. Corey, go. Well, Frank has his hand up, so I'll go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, The scene where he walks in on Fumble and Darla and he gets shot in the hand. 
and then it seals up and he's laughing. I don't know what it was about that laugh, but that laugh made me like laugh because I was like, you done fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So that was my favorite part. Alright. Pig um piggyback off that, not that it's my favorite part of the movie, but when he's actually killing Fun Boy, and Fun Boy's last words are You're wasting it. Yep. <laughs> you ruined my Because he's a fucking strung out douchebag. Mm-hmm. Anyone else or I'll go. Go, go, go. Skank telling top dollar how cheaper died. That was the worst scene in the movie. I laughed so hard. It was so funny. That was funny as hell. It makes you love Skank even more. Yeah. No one loves Skank. I love Skank. You don't like Skank. I was like, this I is like the biggest skank. waste of my time. It's not right a waste. Now. The it's minute, so good. The minute he had the fucking, like, or I should say the lack of mental facilities... To not tell him that he was getting road beers <laughs> was great. Yeah, he got road beers. It's like the only thing you understand in the first sentence. It's just a bunch of mumbling points randomly in a direction and says road beers, and then the story continues. I should film this and play it back in slow mo. <laughs> Then Tiber dies and he drinks a shot. It's pretty. It's awesome. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> he says doing the fire it up thing on its own, <laughs> and then just takes a sip out of a whiskey bottle. Um, my favorite is either okay. I have two, either and it's both. It's two interactions with Draven and the cops. It's either when he says the whole movie. Well, no, <laughs> no, no, the first time. So it's either yeah. It's either when he dances, the cops say freeze, and he starts dancing back and forth before he jumps out of a window, or um, he says, freeze or you're dead, I say I'm dead, and I move, or whatever that line, that back and forth line is. Just his interactions, his like, I don't give a shit about authority either, Mm. I kind of really enjoyed. Because he's really laughing at authority when he does it. Can't stop (laughs) me can't stop me now! <laughs> uh, I really liked, um... Oh, where is it going? <laughs> no one knows. I really liked when he was on the roof playing by himself. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll do for here. I just picture Keanu. Excellent. I really spent a lot of time today what researching Hangman's joke because I expected Hangman's jokes to somehow equal a crow in some shape or form. And all I kept getting was directed to this fucking movie. And I'm like, no, why is it Hangman's Joke? But whatever, that's not my favorite part. Uh, my Hangman's favorite Joke, I'm sorry. Um, Hangman Jokes is the name of Eric Draven's band. Oh, okay. All right. Oh, I've, I got it. I what? got it. Um, In the end of the comic book, yeah. in the end of the Eric Draven arc of the comic book, right. when he's done, yeah. and the crow's like, peace, I'm out. And he realizes that he's mortal again. He's still alive. So he hangs himself. That's the joke. Is that once the crow brings you back, he doesn't let you rest either. You have to figure that out on your own. Mm. So the hangman, the hangman's joke. But in the movie, he kind of just disappeared. Well, yeah. Well, nothing really actually... We don't actually know what happens in the movie. He just gets reunited with <coughs> Shelley and then... Well, I think, he's un- I think he's under the assumption that once he touches Shelley's grave, all of the now new memories about how he... Fulfilled the revenge is going to transfer, and that will let him die and be in peace with his, the love of his life. But in 
the comic book, the reason I, I he mean, becomes mortal again, and then he's got it, and then they kill themselves because he killed himself because he does not want to live in this world anymore. Hmm. He wants to be dead, cool. and he wants to be reunited with the love of his life. Right. So that's the hangman's joke, I guess. I mean, it's a stretch. Well, but to that's me, what I, I, would I was say. thinking, you know, like the hangman's going to get another set of boots, like something like that. That's what I thought hangman's joke had to do with, and I thought it was going to be like crow. Mm-hmm. You know, like another, like, haha, look at this. Like, kind of how they put the raven in there and they quoted it wrong. Yeah. Like that. Um, my favorite part is probably when he was dealing with Tintin and Tintin was tossing knives at him and he caught one and then he threw it back at him. I was like, that was cool. Yeah. It's great because you know that Tintin, as good as he is with throwing knives, would never learn how to fucking dodge a throwing knife. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they don't miss. No, it makes perfect sense. People that, like, use throwing knives don't know how to fucking defend themselves. Yeah. They're doing That's why they use throwing knives. Yeah, they're doing that shit from a distance. Joe, do you have a favorite part? My favorite scene in this movie is the shootout in Top Dollar's office with infinite bullets. Yeah, oh my god. Yeah, that there is no one ever reloads in this movie. In their defense, they all had a lot of weapons with large magazines. I call it yeah, but that was more handguns. Yeah, but that was still two a, pistols. It was super 90s, never have to reload. At one point, it's called the Herschel. Man. At one point, Draven grabs another gun that's on the ground from somebody he shot. That's the only. That's the closest thing to reloading that you see. That's the most nineties scene in the movie. Oh, it totally yeah. Uh, him fighting with the top of the steeple that was pretty nineties. <laughs> it is. Although a lot of sites compared that scene to the end of Beauty and the Beast. Oh, I was just funny. thinking that when you said that. Um, that came out in the nineties. <laughs> that works. The scene where T Bird and his crew are in the car, and you hear that. Um, Collective Soul song, I think it is. It's some super 90s song that's like playing on the radio. I'm like, holy shit, that's such a 90s song. Mm. Was it Stone Temple Pilots? Oh, that's what it was. It was Stone Temple Pilots. I don't remember the song, but I remember mm-hmm. the name. I don't think it was Vaseline, but something super popular by them. <laughs> Did anybody else get kind of annoyed when they saw Shelly walking with the dress on? No, I, I was like, oh my on. god, it's Lori. Wow. It's From The new. Walking Dead. Lori. But again, it predates it. So. I know. I was By just... a million years. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I got super aroused. Oh, yeah? Of this Let's time. Sure. <laughs> so does anybody think that the way that he went after the crew was by luck or by plan? Or I should say, what do you guys think? Do you think that he went after those guys by luck or by plan? And by plan, I mean that the raven or the crow... Yeah. Supposedly, is the one that's kind of like pulling all the strings and calling all the shots. Like he's the one that's setting them up. Like, oh, here they are. Yeah, I think it's the crow because the crow's showing them where they are. At least he it, shows them it, where Tintin is. But is it? But is that the plan? Like to be like, well, you should take out this guy first, and then they go up because he goes from most dangerous to least dangerous in order. Tintin is the most dangerous. He takes him out first. I mean, I would argue you could probably switch T Bird and Fun. Uh, Fun boy, yeah, indiscriminately second about yeah. second dangerous because they're both not that, and then Skank is obviously the least dangerous. Yeah, but my point is, like, at the very least, T Bird is probably the guy that's just calling on the shots, be like, "Hey, you go there, you go there," and Fun Boy has that cannon of a fucking pistol. That's fair. I take it as as it was by by his not by the crow's design, but the crow brings him back. Mm-hmm. So you're back, and you're like, where do I go? I'm going to go home. And through the psychometry of him being home, sure. that's how he learns, like, oh, this is what happened. Oh, shit, this is what happened. 
I'm gonna fix this. Mm-hmm. And the crow's kind of like, yeah, you are. But he takes him to Funboy first. Is that just because Funboy is the first one that they come across? Well, he, he kills Tintin first. I'm sorry, Tintin. Yes, you're right. I think it's because he comes across Tintin first. Okay, yeah. yeah. I mean, it certainly is the only way to drive the plot forward, because Tintin I, leads him to Gideon, which now, leads him to Funboy. his power set, did anyone else feel like he was flying and or teleporting? He was doing something. Because there was a lot of movement that was kind of unexplained. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Like the one okay. scene where uh, Sarah's in the apartment looking yeah. for him, he disappears. Yeah. Okay, I'm just and then only when the light comes through the window right. does the shadow come up. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's got to be some sort of disappearing act he's Because yeah, he saw through the crow's eyes a lot. So I almost thought that he, he was, was traveling as a crow, but they didn't show that. They just showed the crow being there afterwards, and it was like, okay, mm-hmm. I, I'm okay with either. I'm just saying. And then I had the one scene where the crow was like on his shoulder. While yeah, was there was a couple. So scenes I was like, all right, he's definitely not the crow. Yeah, because yeah. that's the thing. Like, well, I feel like if he became a crow and was flying, it'd be fine. But they aren't going to show it because ninety four. <laughs> because that's too close to Game of Thrones. <laughs> Came out afterwards, <laughs> so it's entirely possible I'm, I'm that this is actually why. The Night's Watcher called Crows. I Which mean, would be unfucking believable. Would be awesome. If It'd be so unbelievable. Somebody needs to ask Joe R. R. Martin. Yeah. Find yeah. out? Because he's a big The Crow fan. For real. Um, he would be. He would be. Did we talk about the scene where he gets shot? Killed? No. Originally? Mm-hmm. So, like, the, the flashbacks that he always is? No, I mean, like, the one where... Oh, at the end? No, the one where Brandon Lee dies. Oh, it's actually, actually it's actually the flashback scene where he dies in the movie. Oh, I thought it was the yeah. big. I thought it was the big scene. No, no, I thought it was a, the scene with Fun Boy. It's yeah, it's it's not the scene. It's it's the flashback scene. It's all in red when he comes in the apartment in the beginning when Fun Boy shoots him. That's when he dies. Yeah, and it was because they mixed fake ammo, right? What they did was yeah. they had a um, it's a dummy car, or a dummy charge, which has a bullet. But not powder. any or enough powder. Mm-hmm. So what happened was he shot that off, and then loaded in a uh, a blank, and the blank has powder, but so no bullet. But the the bullet was lodged in the barrel. Barrel. It was part of and the. He didn't like clear the barrel. The bullet got stuck in there. Yeah. Yeah. So he shot him using the force between a blank. And a bullet that was lodged in the barrel, and that's horrible. Yeah, that's terrible. I read that, and I was like, "Holy shit!" Because I had no idea that happened. Yeah, they definitely. I, I, what I the only thing I had I can remember reading about how it happens, and I always thought that it was in the big fight scene at the end. Yeah, that it was just because they had done a bunch of takes of that scene, and like each gun is supposed to have like a certain type. Some leave like a weird metal residue, and some don't, and. Un- for whatever reason, the magazines got switched, and one of those essentially like built-up rings of fake got stuck. A real shot got fired, and that's what hit him. But that actually makes more sense that it was one of the ones that looks real. You load it in, nothing happens, and then you clean it out, and you go, shit. Either way, it really must have sucked. Um, I can sort of relate to what happened in this movie, because when I filmed a horror movie... I had to be killed by a saw, and what happened was, is originally we were going to use the saw with the real blade in it, and what we were going to do was, as the killer took the saw to me, they were going to pull the plug on it, offset, and he was going to just not use it 
on my body, like on the side, like I'm away from the you camera. Said, Fuck no. No, actually, I just said just keep filming no matter what. <laughs> oh, good, good. Because <laughs> you know it's going to be a great take regardless. So then, what we ended up doing was they made a saw blade out of cardboard and loaded it into the saw, and we used that. I'm assuming you're talking about like a chainsaw, yes? It was a table saw. It was a table saw. Yeah. Well, not. Like the, uh, yeah, the, the one that goes like a, push. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. a table saw. What's there's one that you saw? Oh, the saw. I'm sorry, buzzsaw. Circular saw, right? Yeah, circular saw. Right. Okay, there it is. Yeah, we yeah. did a scene with a table saw. That was the first attempt. And what happened was they looked at the table saw and said, "We're just going to take the blade off, and we're just going to say that the camera is not good enough to actually get the spinning blade on film, and it'll be fine." And then they looked at it and they went, "Yeah, that looks like shit." So we're going to do this instead. So then, fast forward to them making the cardboard blade. The cardboard blade cut through my sweatshirt. Wow. Because of how fast it was <laughs> because going? Because of how fast it was going. <laughs> it's circular saw. It's pretty pretty crazy. It's pretty crazy. So and I wanted that sweatshirt so, so bad, and I didn't get it. Well, and and this is why Matt sticks to tabletop <laughs> RPG podcasts now. No, I would love to do more movies. <laughs> you Hire can. me. Contact ZTHpodcast at gmail.com. Subject line, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> or a job for Matt. Uh, I want to kill Matt. Yeah, but also that, another option. Yeah, that's fine. That's kind fine. of a darker option. Uh, yeah, a little yeah, bit, but we're talking about a dark movie, so I think it's okay. Also, I think it's weird the way that uh, apparently Bruce Lee predicted his son's death mm-hmm. in a coma before he died. That's really creepy and weird. It was just super. It's just the superstition, religion, whatever you call it. When that particular okay, the way feng shui works is certain mirrors and objects are placed around the house right. for certain things. Yeah, yeah. He had. His health, life, family, whatever one, whatever it's called, mirror at that certain place where the feng shui works, but the one that is about life and vitality for his family, earthquake comes, knocks it down. Mm. Shortly thereafter, he gets sick or whatever happened to him to make him go into his downward spiral to almost death. And that's when he was like, watch out for my family. Something bad's going to happen. Gotcha. And by some weird fucking way, (laughs) things started to happen around his family. So what you're saying is sequel's right with all his superstition. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Thank you. Don't fuel the fire. Thank you. Please, I am just as superstitious. I just hide mine better. Fire it up. Fire it up. Fire it up. Fire it up. We'll see if any of those make it. Oh, they're they are all making it. They're <laughs> gold. They're gold. <laughs> also, them doing shots of uh, nine millimeter bullets that was, awesome. was retarded. Yeah, that that was, like I'm like, oh, I love this. So they're was gonna shit enough? out a bullet? Absolutely. What's this now? They were doing shots of nine millimeter bullets. No, 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 no. The the point wasn't to to swallow the bullet. The point was to put the bullet in your mouth, take the shot, and then pull the bullet out. He swallows a bullet. They all swallow the bullets. They all swallow the you, bullets. I don't know what movie you yeah. watched, but they all yeah, they swallow the bullets. Yeah, they swallow the bullets, dude. I thought... Nope. nope. You were wrong. <laughs> okay, alright, chill. Fucking pump the goddamn brakes over there. I'm just saying. I, like, I just thought it was one of those things where like they do it, and then he like pulls out like, oh, yeah, because you can... It's harder to do a shot with a fucking object. No, uh, True. I don't know what they were trying to get at, because I saw there was some kind of magic vibe in this movie. Like, but... I was watching that going, so you're all going to shit out a bullet. 
No, why not? Let's try to show how tough they are. Man. I, At the very least, yeah. I eat a bowl of Kaboom. There is talks that they're going to remake this movie. Yes. Mm-hmm. Are you in favor of it? As long as they don't change anything, I'm fine with it. Yes. Well, they're going to change. I mean, make it look good. good. They can update the dialogue. That'd I mean, be great. I don't think this remake would stand a chance if they don't come up with more of an ex- explanation of powers. You know what I mean? I think that the the have to. yeah the the people the people today will need that explanation because yeah. I think all comic book movies now we get an explanation of powers. You know? So if they don't, it'll be it'll be the big letdown or at least the big critique. So it is a reboot because I'm just thinking it's another Crow movie because mm, no. the Crow is bigger than Eric Draven. You know what I'm saying? Like right. much bigger. It's right. it's an entity that. So I'd be more okay with them being like, we're making another Crow movie. It doesn't have to be Eric Draven's Crow movie or whoever <laughs> came after him's Crow's movie. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go with Cord first because he put his hand first. I mean, there's three Crow movies. Is three? there three? Oh, there's three in total. There's the Crow, which is the main one that we're talking about. Then there's the Day of the Dead Crow, which is the one that came right that's after. Third. Oh, I'm sorry, that's the third one? Yeah. So the Kirsten Dunn's one came in between it? City of Angels. The City of Angels is the Day of the Dead one. Well, Crow City of Angels is the title. Yeah, yeah, but that's the one that's all about, like, um, Dia de Moreta. Right. That's when he comes back, is during the Dia de Moreta. And then there's another one that follows it with Kirsten Dunst in it. That's mm. direct-to-video also. Huh? Uh, sure, but it's still a Crow right. movie. So what I'm saying is there's already three. <laughs> yeah, you're not wrong. Um, the safe bet is to make another Crow movie. Mm-hmm. I would, I would, I would be okay if they actually rebooted and did another Draven. See, I think the talk is an, an Eric Draven Crow movie. Yeah, whereas you're redoing it, okay, completely. I feel like a lot of people are going to be upset if they reboot Eric Draven Crow just because of how because of the following that this movie has. Yeah, I saw Boondock Saints two happily. That movie sucked. It did, but I saw it happily. Yeah, but I went into that movie. No, that's a sequel. It was a sequel. Yeah, it was a sequel. It's a different thing. Yeah, but still, twenty years after the fact, which is what we're looking at. But think about what happened in this movie. That's what I mean. People are people going to feel like it's spitting in the face of what happened to Brandon Lee? I mean, I know people are stupid and forgetful, but that does over. That does also complicate. Right. The fact that I just think you can update it and do it better with today's technology. Yeah, yeah of course. Of course. If I they do it smart, <laughs> it's, it'll be great. It'll be fun. You can throw a four Brandon right before the credits roll, and I'd be perfectly yeah. content with it. Donate 10% to the family, whatever you want to do. If people are upset for, for if that people reason, are, If people are upset because of a tragedy that happened to a movie that's over 20 years old... They just casted a new Joker. For God's sakes, yeah. <laughs> True. True. Th- th- and there it is. But you can't... Uh, and you can't let the Joker die. No, I know. The, the, I mean, the Crow is kind of its own entity. But they, they made more Crow movies almost immediately after this happened. Yeah, yeah. A couple City years of Angels came out two years later. Yeah. yeah. City of Angels is such a piece of shit. <laughs> it's so terrible. That's why I got I confused. Tried. That's why I had Los Angeles in my head, because I've seen City of Angels, and it's mm-hmm. not good. Yeah, it's <laughs> all about the Adamanta. My other question would be, who would you cast as the Crow in a remake? Well, didn't they already Keanu cast it? <laughs> didn't they already cast it? I don't know if it's Cal cast Drago? or, or Green. If it's Cal like, Drago, which is what I've heard rumor of. Oh, yeah, he's, he's, he's in big. He's in talks. No! No! I don't know if he has the... No, he's not. Charisma. I don't think so either. He's got the look, not the charisma. 
I know very little of his acting prowess because I've seen very little of Game of Thrones and I haven't seen Aquaman yet. <laughs> right. So, but did you watch I, Stargate Atlantis? That would be pretty good. Very sporadically. Well, he was in Stargate Atlantis pretty right. Oh, God, there was a Crow TV series. Sorry. Is it Diver or Driver? Driver, I think. Adam Driver. Ooh, that'd be fun. Who played um, Tim Riggins in Friday Night Lights? Uh, Taylor Kitsch. Looks wise. Every movie that guy is I know, in it's tanks, terrible. He's box office cancer for but whatever reason. Don't do, it, don't do it, box office. But the look. He does have the look. I'll give him the look. I just... Nah. I don't think that'll work for them. Is he the guy that was in, um... John Carter? Yes. Yes. Okay. He's also Gambit in X-Men Origins. Ugh! Oh, it's uh, Yeah, I know. That's Texas something. Forever. Texas Forever. Fuck, I hated that show. What? What? I really didn't like it. Hey, are we ready to rate this sucker? Yeah, I think we are actually. <laughs> you guys are gonna. Why not? Yeah. Does anybody else have anything before we rate it, Matt? I'm done. Uh, yeah, Cal Drogo's Definitely. Oh, there it is. That's the director. Okay, right, to... I'm not gonna knock it until I see it. It'll be director is Corin okay. Hardy. I don't know what that is. That means nothing to us. Fuck. And they are doing Eric Draven. Oh, oh I'm sorry. It's rumored. Rumored according to IMDb. Okay. Fair enough. We'll but there is a show that came out in 1998, and you know when it ended? It doesn't have an end date. It's still going on. It just... And it's also Eric Draven. It must be CW. It's gotta be CW. <laughs> I believe it was uh, WB at that point, right? That's true. It started as WB. <laughs> it was WWB way back when. <laughs> Alright, so let's rate this shit. Rate it. Matt, go first. Okay. I rate this movie a... Four. Uh, because, you know what, it was good, I liked it, I like, uh, supernatural stuff, I like the monster that's the good guy, um, I'm all into that sort of stuff, um, but it still had its points where I was like, wait, what? And the who? Winston? (laughs) So, uh, stuff like that. But, uh, yeah, I like this movie, I'd watch it again. My best friend was obsessed with this movie, so I, I can't. Frank, what'd you think? Um... Yesterday, watching the movie, I would have given it a four and a half stones, but today Ooh. I'm going to give it five, because I feel like um, it had time to marinate. Uh, we definitely talked about some things, and I can't wait to see if they remake it, to see what it would look like through another person's eyes, but I definitely like this movie. I, I think it is a cult film, but it clicked with me. So, you might have different opinions, but you're probably wrong. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> Perfect ZTH style. <laughs> Corey? This movie gets five stones. Easily gets five stones. Again, like Mad Max, it can't possibly get a six, but... <laughs> I, I can't. I can't do it. I love I love so much about this movie, and not necessarily um, the way that it aged, or the way that it's written, per se. It's just... At the end of the day, this movie means so much to me, personally, that I'm a, I'm willing to overlook whatever critiques that I have, and I have a couple, but I just think that this movie's fucking great. Even just the fucking Crow's costume is so cool. The trench coat, white paint with the black, like, drama mask. Don't forget awesome. the tape. There was so much tape at the end of that movie. <laughs> There's a ton of tape around his wrist and hands. His, and his chest. I mean, he just taped up the shirt that was ripped out. No, but I'm just saying, like, I didn't realize it was tape until the end. I was like, 
Oh my god, this is all electrical tape all over him. <laughs> the guy doesn't even have time to buy another shirt. But I'm just saying, I didn't... The Devil's think... Night is mere hours away. <laughs> Five stones. Old Go baby is closed. I can't wait to see your six stone movie, Corey, because honestly... Neither can we. I thought it's we had happens. it. We haven't had it yet. I'm waiting for it's it. it. It's going to be hard to duck. I know it. <laughs> Surprise. So you know what this Sweet movie stuff. is. You know what it is. I know what it is. It's is it going to go too? Joe, go. Yeah. Wow. All right, let's bring the average down. <laughs> Here it comes. Uh, this movie works on some levels. I, the writing in this movie, the dialogue is not great. The acting outside of the leads, not great for me. It has one of my favorite tropes in a movie, which is the revenge plot, where you take out people one by one mm-hmm. that have wronged you. Mm-hmm. So that was fun to see. It's. I had fun watching the movie. I... It's obviously not going to be my favorite movie. I'm going to give it three stones, because it it feels like a cult movie to me, and while I understand the appeal of that, I'm not going to be one of the people in that cult. All right, Sequel, take us home. I'm going to go four and a half stones. Ooh. I, I like this movie more. a lot. I've seen it many times. It doesn't age well, obviously. I mean, but it, it's, it owns it. You know, it's it's a 90s movie. It came out in 94. 94 is a phenomenal year for movies. You had Pulp Fiction that year. You had Shawshank Redemption that year. It's a very good year for movies. Dumb and Dumber. Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> different, different end of the spectra there. Mm, doesn't matter. <laughs> okay. That's a six-time movie for Corey. <laughs> and, and the gauntlet. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, Brandon Lee's great in the movie. I said it was great in my opening thoughts. Four and a half seems like a appropriate rating. Right, and that's going to do it for our talk of The Crow. Let's recommend our things and El then leave. Crow. El Who's ready? Frank. I'm going to recommend that you guys watch a Gene Wilder movie. Oh. Because he's great. And I'm sure he was a part of all of our childhood at some point. Can we... Quick, go around and name our favorite one. Absolutely. Uh, oh man, they're so good. All of them. Um, I'd probably go with Blazing Saddles. <laughs> no, no, we can all say the same one if we want. I want to pick something different. I'm, I'm Blazing Saddles too. Yeah, there's something about them. I just love them. Yeah. I'm, I'm dead set tied between Young Frankenstein and Willy Wonka. This say all of them, guys. <laughs> there's still at least one more that he's super famous for. I know. Okay. God damn, Willy Wonka's so good. Yeah. Willy Wonka's fun. No one can play that part ever again. Nope. Somebody Johnny Depp did. Johnny Depp made it way too creepy and weird. No, I don't like it. No, it's it was horrible. We just forgot about it. <laughs> um, Young Frankenstein for me. Hmm. Alright, I'm gonna go see No Evil, Hear No Evil. Okay. Ooh, alright. Wow. That's the one I remember the most in. Um, I am going to recommend that you pick up a real book. I'm not talking about reading a comic book or a graphic novel, despite us talking about them weekly. I'm not talking about downloading a book on your Kindle. I want you to pick up a real book with a spine, Mm. preferably hardcover, because... You know what I mean? Girl! (laughs) You know. Speak my language. And I don't care what book it is. Mm. Pick up a real book, cuddle up under the blankets with a nice cup of coffee. Not Twilight. Not Twilight. <laughs> Fuck, if you want to read Twilight, go ahead, read it. Get your white girl Whatever. on. Wow. And you know what? Read a good book. Even if it's one you've read before, just read a good book. Say some weird-ass shit. Expand your vocabulary. 
Say Cops of Trees. Say Sans. Say Erstwhile. Expand your vocabulary. Yeah, it's kind of related to Corey's in the Rita book, but broaden your horizons, people. Come on. Dude, the dictionary's a book. God. <laughs> Who's going? You! Go. I thought Joe was God damn it, just say something. <laughs> Alright, so I passed a spirit Halloween store on my way here today. So it made me think of one of my favorite movies around Halloween season. Pumpkinhead? Ooh, oh, God, you say yeah. The crow. I would just want to say Go watch Pumpkinhead. So good. It's on every year in Fear Fest AMC or find it. I have the DVD. I'm sure. Find it at Sequel's house. <laughs> or find, find it at it. my place. <laughs> I don't wear pants, but it's cool. It's not on Netflix, but we can chill. Get off my lawn. <laughs> Underrated movie. It really Classic. is. I saw a picture of Clint Eastwood in a Punisher t-shirt, and I would watch the fuck out of that movie. Okay. Not now. <laughs> I would. Unrelated. <laughs> my recommendation is get out there and give someone a high five. Wow. It's important. No. Uh, Two people just got high fives and they're both pity fives. I thought we were I didn't even ask for this. Dude, no high fives yeah. a pity high five. Get your head out of your ass. Wow. <laughs> so that's gonna do it for this episode of Zero's Talking Heroes. Before we get out of here, roll credits. Send us an email to zthpodcast at gmail.com. Ooh. Send us a tweet at zthpodcast. Look for us on Instagram at zthpodcast. Search for us on Facebook with Zero's Talking Heroes in the search bar. Or go to facebook.com backslash zthpodcast. And find us on iTunes and give us a five star rating and, you know, a review if you want. We'll read it. It'll we will. Fun. Yeah, don't be a cock tease. Give us five. <laughs> wow. That's a win ended. And if you don't know what a cock tease is, contact us at our Gmail. We'll tell you. We need to go before this gets worse. Line. <laughs> Next time, join us. We will be talking about Captain America Winter Soldier. Ooh. That's going to be an interesting one. Sure is. Yeah. America. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time. So long. America! Fuck yeah.